What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-host Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go. So of the Melanin Money Show. Y'all, it's good to be back. Obviously, you guys know we do a lot of guest episodes. And so it's always fun when we get a chance uh, to, you know, just be the three of us and talk and connect on the pod. How y'all feeling, man? How y'all feeling? I'm feeling um, amazing. Yeah, I'm feeling blessed. You know, I'm back at home. Got the, got the, got the studio set up again. And yeah. since we're all in our respective offices, we don't have to worry about poor audio quality. Right. So we want to we want to we want to apologize by uh, letting you all know that when we're on the road, and we're doing live podcast experiences that the audio is not the best, but we plan to fix that. So we just want to be fully transparent, lean right into it, and let you all know that we want it to be a good visual experience. We also right. want it to be a good audio experience. So I'm happy to be yep. here, y'all. Absolutely, y'all. And, you know, one of my favorite quotes is that you can live in the house while it's renovated, right? And so... You know, y'all are going to see a consistent evolution uh, of the pod. We're just, you know, a little over a year and some change old as a, as a unit. Um, and so, you know, we just want to continue to get better. We don't want to use that time frame as an excuse because we operate in excellence. So we appreciate y'all for listening, you know, in spite of any of those technical glitches, hopefully that in spite of that, the content and the value that was delivered uh, supersedes the circumstance. But yeah, so we want to get right into it today, guys, um, and talk about how Kanye West lost billionaire status seemingly overnight yep. seemingly overnight that's gotta hurt right yeah he, so he went from black billion billionaire to black brilliant billionaire in the making real quick didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we got a sweatshirt for you <laughs> yeah we got a sweatshirt for you man. uh but nah yeah seriously man i mean obviously you know like our one of our mission is to help uh create a hundred thousand new millionaires right and help you achieve your first one million in net worth so we thought this would be a great episode just to talk about, you know, you know the, the net worth as a metric, what it means um, and, and how to just understand where you stand. So let's get right into it. So obviously, unless you've been sleeping under a rock, you have seen that the good brother Kanye has shared his perspective and his thoughts on the media, who's in power and your interpret. We're not a political show. Nope. Right. So our, so our job isn't to interpret the perception and, and, and was he right? Was he wrong? We're talking about the numbers. Right. And so uh, it was reported, I think, officially last year, the year before last, that he was, you know, a billionaire. And as a result of it, right, like he got a lot of steam and attention, you know, for that, because if you think about it, uh, it took Jay-Z until he was like, I don't know, 52 or something like that to become a billionaire. Uh, it took Rihanna um, until she was like 31 to become a billionaire. And then Kanye, I think, what, early 40s or something like that. So R Kanye and Rihanna, you know, came, you know, essentially were mentored, if you will, or, or by Jay-Z. And so to be able to see what they were able to achieve in the time frame that they were able to achieve it in was a great feat. And so just now kind of seeing how things are transpiring with him unraveling that net worth, uh, we thought it'd be good to talk about. So Carter, I'll, I'll let you kind of kick us off. What are your initial thoughts on it? What does it kind of mean to you when you see that? Well, for me, it just really um, expounded my uh, understanding of what net worth really means, right? So when we see people like 
that are in the media that are worth a billion, what I think everybody needs to understand is that they do not have a billion dollars liquid cash right. at the bank. Right. Okay. Like I think that, you know, a lot of people, especially in our society, oh, he's a billionaire. He has a billion dollars sitting around somewhere. No, mm-hmm. that is not a case. It's based off a valuation uh predicted off future earnings, right? Which is cool because it's, you know, according to the analysts, it's going to happen soon. But what it also taught me is that um, because it's based on valuation, that number can change really fast. It can increase really fast, right? Like your, your net worth can go up overnight, but it also right. can go down overnight based off of um, what happens in the news, what happens in the media. And if something drastic happens to, um, you know, one of your contracts or a company that you own. But for me, it was just like, man, like um, how I think how quickly it happened surprised me. And like, yo, just just like be quiet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just like, bro, like you literally like letting like, you know, it, it, it's just crazy because we live in a space where like, you know, media is such a prevalent uh, 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 medium in our in our in our world. And mm-hmm. saying the wrong thing at the wrong time can cost you a lot of money. A big bag. Big mm. bag. Alert. Yeah. Mm. Your mouth writing a check that your butt can't cash is what they say. Right. That's all <laughs> yeah. Jacqueline? So net worth. Um, let's kind of take it a step back for those who are new to this or maybe young. So net worth, we're right. literally talking about assets minus liabilities. So net worth is the epitome of, I know y'all have seen the shirt. It says assets over liabilities. Net worth is the epitome of that, right? Like net worth worth is it. Okay. Because that is exactly how you get your net worth. You sum up everything that you own and you subtract everything that you owe, right? This is why we say like, Hey, don't carry a whole lot of credit card debt, right? Like don't carry a whole lot of debt and owe a bunch of people money only be not only because you got to pay all that back, right? But also because it feeds into your net worth. This is what creates that number that you have. And right. so I find it so interesting that we are talking about billionaires net worths and we always look at billionaires net worths and how much they've lost and everything, but it works the same for us on our level, right? So when I take a snapshot of my net worth, it only looks like that for that very second in time, right? Like the value of my investments are changing all of the time, all right? Especially during this nine to five market open. Okay. So I think that it's key for us to focus on how do we build the asset side of our net worth so that we can get to millionaire, multimillionaire, billionaire status. Big facts, big facts. And, you know, just to be clear, guys, we're not, we're not trying to, to downplay the, the power and the value of net worth, right? It's just for every person, the context could be different, right? So for an everyday person, it could be very straightforward. You might own a house that's valued at half a million dollars. You might still owe 300000 You might have, you know, $10,000 in the bank, right? And that might, and that is very easy to calculate your net worth, maybe a little bit of credit card debt, right? But when you own businesses, you own something called intellectual property as well, right? Um, you own licensing rights, right? There's these things that are somewhat intangible um, in theory, right? And so there are valuations placed upon that. And so that kind of goes into your, your number. When you look at billionaires like uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who who he lost, I think, over $100 billion in the past year, which is nuts. Um, he's still a billionaire, right? Still super rich. 
Um, and you look at like Elon Musk, right? A lot of their net worth is tied up to the company they own. So the same way we might own stocks because they're the founders and CEOs of these companies, they own a lot more than we do, right? And so their net worth, a lot of it is tied to the value of the company. So if the stock tanks or it ebbs and flows, that's why they can see such dramatic swings in their net worth because it works both ways. Like you, you guys have heard me say before that wealth is made through concentration, but it's preserved through diversification, mm-hmm. right? Period. So like our businesses are the catalyst they're gonna make that are gonna make us money, right? What you do, well, I'll put it like this. Rich people do the right things. Wealthy people own the right things, right? So our businesses in and of themselves isn't what makes us wealthy. It's the equity in our businesses and also what we do with the profits that ultimately make us wealthy, right? What's up, guys? Have you ever been just like chilling on the couch and trying to find something to watch on Netflix and you're browsing, you're scrolling, and you just can't seem to find anything that you either one, haven't already watched or just doesn't seem that interesting? Well, I have the solution for you because if you're listening to the Melanin Money Show, then I know that you care about taking your financial life to the next level. And that's exactly why we created Financial Flicks. So instead of Netflix and chill, you can financial flicks and chill and you can find on-demand videos across personal finance, wealth building and entrepreneurship. And right now you can test drive financial flicks for just a dollar by clicking the link in the show notes. Go to melaninmoney.com forward slash financial flicks and check out all of the on-demand videos we have, plus all the other features that you'll get access to by joining today. And so net worth is still the gold standard when it comes to uh, your net worth. You just got to understand there's levels to it, right? Like yours might be very black and white with the assets on your balance sheet. And then somebody else might say, I got to, I own this logo or rights to this. And it's technically, if I could sell it in theory, someone would buy it at that it's worth X. And that's why my net worth is what it is. So I don't want anybody to listen to this episode and think like, oh man, these billionaires be finessing and they ain't really got it like that. They just don't have it all in the bank. Right. And you don't want it all in the bank. Exactly. If it's in the bank, it'll be losing 7% a year, right? So you don't want it in the bank. I think another uh, important aspect we need to look on is like how important ownership is, right? Yeah, for sure. That's where I was going. Yeah, ownership equals equity and then equity helps with your net worth. So Kanye West became a billionaire so fast. It wasn't off his music that he didn't own. It wasn't off his mm. masters that he didn't own. It was off the brand, the intellectual property of what Yeezy stood for. Right. And mm-hmm. what Yeezy was, that was a majority of his net worth. Right. Rihanna, the same thing with uh, uh, Fenty. I think she only owns what, like 15 or 20 percent of Fenty. Not even. Oh, of Fenty specifically. Yes. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But it still yeah. gave her billionaire status because like she still owns a good portion of that of that intellectual property. So I think that um, ownership is needs not to be overlooked, especially if you want to build right. that build that net worth. Because if you if you rent something, it's not going to your net worth. Right. But if you own right. something, whether it's a business, whether it's real estate, whether it's stocks, like, you know, you're an owner in these companies when you buy these assets and that that increases your network um, substantially. And I think that although it can go down quickly, it can also go up. Quickly. I mean, how many times have you woke, how many times have you all woke up? Like, <laughs> oh, my net worth just increased seven percent, like this is seven percent today. And I did nothing. Right. So yeah, I think yeah. that, that 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 needs to be understood and and yeah. respected. That ownership is well, really what we need to be aiming for as we as we uh, put yeah. put our money to work for us. Shameless yeah, plug I- before Jacqueline goes. Uh, if you want to read more about Rihanna's net worth um, and how she achieved billionaire status, 
Check out my article in Essence, by the way, that was featured the other month. Go ahead and shameless plug that. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, we'll pass it off to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say, Carter, you're hitting it on the head, right? I've said this before. There's nothing wrong with renting. There's nothing wrong with renting an apartment. There's nothing wrong with leasing a vehicle. There's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. The key is that in order for you to build equity, in order for your net worth to grow, you have to own things. Ownership is key because ownership is where the equity is, but it's also where the legacy is, right? So we talk about growing our net worth. What are we growing our net worth for? It's probably for the legacy, right? Because at a certain point, a lot of us will know you hit that millionaire status and you're like, all right, well, this is cool, but like, what else is there? Like making money is cool, but like, what else is there, right? So the ownership is where the equity is and it's also where the legacy is. But let me ask y'all a quick question. What is considered a rich net worth to you? What net worth does somebody have to have to be considered rich? Carter, what do you think? That's actually a good question. I don't think anybody's ever asked that question. People ask like, how much income do you make to be considered rich? But net worth, I would say if you got like this, if you got a half a million dollars in net worth, you're doing really good. Because if you got a half a million dollars in net worth, that means you probably had some, you probably had some years, if not a decade, where you were earning six figures, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to put away that. Because if you earned, yeah, if you earned a hundred thousand dollars a year for, for 10 years, you would have to have invested, you know, 50, quote unquote, 50% to have that net worth or 30% if it grew. So I think that a half a million dollars, if you have a half a million dollars in net worth, you're considered to be rich because you've probably been earning a lot for a long time because people aren't, most people aren't in, aren't saving 40 to 50% of all the money that they earn. Mm-hmm. That's, like a good, that. that's a good explanation. What do you think, George? I would have to say, I don't know, just something about that coveted million Maybe. dollar mark, right? Um, having a million dollar net worth is like, okay, cool. Maybe I made a million, but I didn't, do, but I didn't do as good with it as I could. Maybe I you know, spend a million, whatever. But to have a million dollar net worth, right? That's a true millionaire to me because mm. I can make a million dollars, right? Anybody can make a million dollars. And, and I say that confidently because I believe that y'all listening can make a million too. Um, but to have a million dollar net worth means you did the right things. You own assets. You're a true, in my mind, you're a true millionaire, in my opinion. So mm. that's my that's my take. Mm, that's interesting, y'all. Y'all set the bar a little bit low, okay? Because wow. the rest of the world thinks that um, Americans, according to Schwab's 2021 Modern Wealth Survey, says that it takes a net worth of 1.9 million to qualify a person as being wealthy. You said rich. You said rich. You, you said, said rich. rich. If it you also said wealthy, I would have yeah, changed my answer. I would have gone like 10 M's if you said Yeah, wealthy. yeah. You said wealthy, I would I, I would have been up to over five. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. Because rich they and wealthy use, are you know, like two different, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are into it. They use the words here interchangeably in Charles Schwab's Modern Wealth Survey. Yeah, so I, use that. I think those are two very different personas of people because rich people are allowed, wealthy people are quiet. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I think that I think that one million you can net worth you're, you're rich. But if you got like yeah, maybe over two to five, you're considered wealthy. Cause yeah, yeah, that I think well, that's the difference. Well, let's let's back into it like this mathematically, right? Yeah. So what what does it take for you to be in the top one percent income wise in the US right now, currently? Is it, is it like 
Four hundred thousand, something like it's, that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Over four hundred. And let's say average so, saving rate of what twenty percent. So let's look at it like this. Ooh, that's high. So the set. So ten million. My ten million number was right, right? So if you have ten million dollars invested, you know the safe withdrawal rate is four percent. Okay, so you back. Okay, so that means you get four four hundred thousand dollars in income. So in my mind, ten million dollars makes you wealthy because you're in the top one percent. You would still your be in the top one percent. Your passive income, income keeps you in the top one percent, whether you do something or not. Exactly. Fair so enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's se- that's sexy. That's sexy. Yeah. Break it down really quickly, though, because I don't think everybody followed what we just did. Yeah, 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 sure. So let's do it in the real layman's terms. So somebody who is probably a lot nerdier than us, even though we're probably finance nerds, they figured out a calculation that says if you take the annual amount of money that you want in retirement, financial independence, we don't use the word retirement. It's kind of a dirty word around here. Yeah, but if you take the annual amount of money that you want passively, right, you multiply that by 25, that'll give you the total amount of money that you need invested to produce that cash flow, right? And so the other way you can reverse engineer it is you take that big number, in this case, 10 million times 0.04, which is what they call the safe withdrawal rate. Meaning in theory, through all the calculations and simulations that they've done, you can safely withdraw 4% from your portfolio and you should not run out of money. I say should because it's a very high probability that you won't, but nothing's guaranteed. If the world goes to crap and some other variables beyond our control that we've never seen before in our lifetime, it could happen. But all things remaining constant, you could not run out of money. So the thing you want to think about though, given that math is many people don't quite have close to $10 million, right? So think about what you're making right now in income. And is that enough to navigate your lifestyle? And then multiply that by 25 and say, am I on track? Am I close to hitting that target? Now we've done classes and podcasts in the past on how you can expedite that journey and not have to wait on accumulating millions of dollars in a portfolio. But the simple math on how you get there is that. Yeah. Mm. And I think that the reason why um, most people don't focus on net worth is because there is no reward for net worth. Mm. And it's something that's not often shared, right? Like right. if you make a hundred thousand, hey, yo, I made a hundred thousand. If you made a million, like, yo, I made a million. People ain't out there talking about like, hey, my million dollars in net worth. Oh, I got a hundred thousand right. in net worth. And um, I think that's why it's so dope that what we're doing, shameless plug, inside of the Millionaire Millionaire Club, right? right. We just um, ordered awards that our members will be receiving for achieving certain areas of net worth. So whether it's your first 10K net worth, your first 50K net worth, your first 100, you're going right. to get rewarded um, physically for achieving that milestone. And, and I think, I know that if more people got rewarded publicly and like physically for investing their money in assets, the whole world would change. Like there, there would be no black wealth gap. If I could bring my 100K a net worth award to the club, there ain't gonna be no black wealth gap. Sit there right next to my section, put it right here, right? And I right. think that's what is so dope of what we're doing with our community is that we're actually rewarding them for investing. And I think once that starts to happen and that becomes the norm, that we will start chasing that versus chasing things. Absolutely. Donald, clip that up. We're going to need this for 2023. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you a real question. Would you not be scared to have your 100K award in the club at some point? Because money changes people, right? So you don't think something would happen to you in terms of safety? Like if you got that at the table at the club? Well, here, well here's, the, here's the caveat to that. Right? I, don't got, I don't got the money on me, bro. Like, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> the caveat to that is two things. Number one, and this became really prevalent. Prevalent. I actually rolled up to, and I didn't even go to ANT, but I went to UNCG, but ANT was right across the street. And they, people think I'm an Aggie, so I always go to their homecoming. So I, I rolled up there just for like the Saturday just to kick it with some of my good, good friends. And because I've been in so many other rooms and conferences and experiences with certain types of people, I say that to say that like what it revealed to me is 
to answer your question, yes, in the wrong room. I would be scared to have that in the wrong room, right? In certain like rooms, the club. right? In other rooms, it's like, oh, bro, just one million um, yeah. or just 100,000. So, but I mean, jokingly, but realistically, it's, it's, it would be celebrated in other rooms. And so for me, I'm going to spend, I'm going to continue to spend most of my energy in the rooms where I would be celebrated for those types of achievements and milestones and not frowned upon because there are spaces in rooms and relationships that we've accumulated over our lifetime where it would be like, yo, bro, you flexing, calm down, you too loud, be humble. And there's other rooms, it's like, yo, bro, when's you get the next one? When when when, when you get the five million dollars? Mm, that's good. That's right? good. Well, that well, that's like on the stage where we were part of the 600k that was raised, like what in like 20 minutes, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's a room you can come in and be like, this is my 100k award, right? Yeah. But yeah. I feel like it's kind of the same story of like I can't show that off everywhere, just like I can't bring everybody with me. Facts. And that that's just a notion that everybody can't go, right? Everybody like, can go. Like uh, one of my favorite uh, quotes of my. Uh, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, to you. you already know. I, I, I love. I said this at a, a conference. They was like, ooh, like, I you know. Heard um, no, as you know, Neo, he says, like, you know, why is my favorite car the, uh, you know, Lamborghini? I'm like, bro, because it's a Lamborghini. That's why it's your favorite car. He said, nah, man, the reason why the Lamborghini is my favorite car is because it only could fit one person at a time. That lets me, reminds me that everybody can't go where I'm trying to go, right? So if mm-hmm. you can't bring your net worth award some places, maybe you don't need to be in that place in the first place, right? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you don't need to be in that place in the first place. And we need Clip to start. That up. We need to start really. I'm gonna try not to go on a tangent here. Auditing the rooms that we're in. Man, oh, that's I, a fact. Yo, like yeah. I was in a room the other day, and I'm just like, yo, I I felt my motivation dropping by being around people that were saying certain things, and I right. was just like, yo, I what was go. going on? Um, it was just the conversations that weren't appealing. They care about like, the things that you care yeah, about. Yeah, just like this is what we're talking about, and like in 30 minutes of that. I was like, yo, no. Right. And then I go around other people and it's like, okay, there we go. I get my motivation up. And like, we, you know, we can be as strong mentally as we want to. But like George always says, motivation and inspiration is like a bath. You, you need one of these every single day. So you can't just get right. motivated, inspired one day and then go hang around dirty people for four or five days and expect <laughs> to still be clean yeah. or inspired. I'm just being real. Yeah, that's real. And, you know, and, and that's the thing I struggle with because like I, I like I asked Dave on the podcast as well. You know what I'm saying? Like he tried to like, you know, Dave is a nice guy. He tried to circumvent it. But I know I know there's people that Dave has outgrown and, you know, he didn't want to probably say it publicly, but like that's a it's a real thing. And it's not like there's no not to that person. You know what I mean? And I think the way I like to think about it is imagine we're on a track. Right. Or we're running the race of life. And at some point I might be a little bit further ahead. I'm not necessarily leaving you behind, but I'm also not slowing down. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if you happen to get your stamina up and catch up or I need to kind of take it easy because I've been going hard and you end up running beside me again. Great. But you can't expect me to slow down. You can't expect me for me to put you on my back. You know what I'm saying? I think. But it's hard because we also have giving spirits. And when you go and get certain information, you get certain rooms, you want to tell everybody, right? But then when you realize you dropping seeds on people like, damn, they still ain't executing on that. Like, damn, they still ain't. Or, they, or, or, or they're not interested and they want to talk about some BS. It's only so long you can be around that energy until you're like, yeah, I just can't. I can't be a part of this. And it's hard because you don't want to seem like you're an a-hole or you're holier than now or you've arrived and you're too good for these people. But it's like we had the same opportunity. We still do. You know what I'm saying? Like to the net worth example, it can, it can change. Listen, success is rented. So shameless plug. For all you podcasts out there in our lane, success is rented. Melanin money is on your heels. Right? <laughs> Respectively. Friendly respectfully and friendly competition. So it's not to say that we're here and we can never like be on the same level again, but I can't shrink myself. I can't, what's, what's the quote I used to say? Um, I can't appease your insecurities to make you feel good. You know what I'm saying? And then in the process, shrink myself. 
But it is, I'm not going to lie. It is something I struggle with. I got like a lot of childhood friends who I love to death. And it's like I, the old George used to try to compartmentalize, right? But the new me, it's like, it's hard. Cause like to your point, I don't need certain spaces and things that y'all care about. I don't even care about anymore. I'm going to feel, y'all probably going to feel that energy after a while. So is it is best it, that I'm just not in the room? You know what I mean? Is, like, I, is I it because you're a dad now? No, nah, I mean, it was before then. I mean, I think, I think being a dad definitely raises your level of priority because you just literally don't have as much time. You know what I'm saying? I don't. And then if you're like, giving your time away, it's better yeah. be well spent because like, your first thing, I could be with my son, bro. Like the whole like, fact, you know like, what I'm saying? And he's so, still so, young. So yeah. he doesn't do the night all the time and all that. You know, so like everything I still show up for, like I always tell Mad, she was like, oh, you didn't get as much sleep tonight or whatever. Like my clients don't care about that. A podcast. I mean, granted, we're a team, and if I need to take some time off, y'all, y'all will let me. But like, the world keeps moving regardless, you know. And that's just the way it works. It's not, it's not good, bad, or indifferent. Like, the world is going to keep spinning regardless of what you got going on. What's going on, guys? George Pong here, and I am the founder of Melanin Money, the number one brand for wealth builders of color. You know, I look at wealth building like a sport. In every sport, you got to have a uniform. And so what is the official uniform for wealth builders of color? That's where Melanin Money comes in. So if you go to melaninmoney.com and use code MELANIN15, you'll get 15% off your order of the entire store. And I think you're going to absolutely love our latest additions, right? It's literally a um, productized emotion of what it feels like to build black wealth, right? But you get to wear it. Um, you get to share the world, like your hard work that you're doing on this journey of building wealth. And we can't wait for you to join Team Black Wealth by shopping melaninmoney.com. You know what I'm saying? So with my time, I'm not be fit, I'm not going to be playing around with you knowing that fact. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, it's hard. I, I still struggle with it, but I try to give myself grace because like, if you're not, I'm not somebody that cuts anybody off, but you, if you ain't talking about nothing, um, and you, and it's, and it's a one-sided relationship, it's just not going to last. Yeah. Not- I think you're touching on exactly how I feel about it, right? Like I've had that DM, that question, that comment so many times, like, how do I get around people? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Well, aside from joining the Melanin Millionaires Club, right, where we are a group of wealth builders, including those of us you're listening to right now, my favorite thing to do is literally to just focus on what I'm building, right? Focus on what I'm building, focus on what I'm doing, focus on what I'm trying to achieve because everybody else will fall off, right? So that person that does that BS thing that you're not really up for doing anymore because you're growing, you don't have to tell them that. You do not have to tell them that at all. You just say, yeah, I'm unavailable to meet y'all at the club. I got some other things going on, right? Oh, what you got going on? Well, actually, I'm studying. I'm growing my net worth. I'm learning. Right. So you don't have to intentionally cut them off and be like, I'm just not going to be friends with you no more. You don't have to do all that. Just focus on what you're building. Everybody else who's not supposed to be there is just going to fall off. Okay, Mm -hmm. but I say this, the soreness of growth is much less expensive than the devastating cost of regret. Wait a second. Say that again. Hold on. Let me let me borrow that right quick. Uh, (laughs) The the, soreness of growth. Go ahead. All right. uh, I got the soreness. Okay. (laughs) He's taking that. I'm some I I speak about. I've heard a similar quote. I like the way you put it, though, because it made me think more. It it made me like put me in the place of the gym. The athlete. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The soreness of growth. the soreness of growth is l- much less expensive than the devastating cost of regret. Mm, mm, mm. Right. Isn't that a bar, though? Like, bar. it's so much better for you to experience your muscles being a little bit sore and you getting the body that you want versus every day you waking up and eating crap and being like, dang, I feel like crap. I don't feel good today. 
Right. Feel you, like trash. you know what's so crazy? I'm glad you said that because like, I think the disconnect is going from bad to good is a logical and easy transition, right? If you're, if you don't have any money, if you're broke, like it makes sense that you got to start doing stuff to get out of that situation where I think people actually are more hung up is going from good to great. Yeah. Right. Because you're, oh, period. Period. Right. So it's like, okay. So it's like, you're not, you're not, you're not uncomfortable. Right. And so it's like, it's much harder to make that transition because it's like, well, life isn't terrible. It's not necessarily the best that it could be, but it's okay. It's decent. But if you hold well, on the street and it's cold and it's raining, that's a different story. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And yeah. So you're like, let me, let me figure out how to get a house. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. have to voluntarily make themselves uncomfortable. It's like Michael Jordan used to do, you know what I'm saying? Like he would make up rivalries in his head so that he could perform at a high, a high level. And I think we, we have to like successfully leave clues, right? So it's like, we're not expecting you to be broke and homeless and ashamed and whatever. We're saying there is a gear, right? Going back to the Ferrari analogy, the Ferrari can go however fast the Ferrari can go, 250, 270, whatever it is. Look at your body. Zero to 100 in 1.4 seconds. What'd you say? Zero to 101.4 seconds. That's okay. nuts. Um, look at your your body and your life the same way. Don't you at least at one point want to see what it's fully capable of? Or do you always just want to drive 35 miles per hour? Imagine owning a Ferrari and only ever touching 35 miles an hour. And that's what a lot of people are doing in their life. Like you got Ferrari engines inside of you, right? And y'all are only touching 35 miles an hour. If that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so we actually told the web team to update the website instead of financial social network, it's financial social net worth, okay. right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. who in your ecosystem, right? Is going to raise the value of your network. It's so real because think about it. If you're around valuable people, and they have value that you now can exchange and, and, and leverage, that is inherently going to raise your value. Not to mention when people from the outside of the room see who you're connected to, that elevates your status based upon the connection that you have and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So you hear these arbitrary quotes like, you're the closest, you're the sum total, your closest, best five friends, but it's so real. Because what people, so don't, what people don't understand is those five friends have other five friends that respect them, right? Like, I think the, and we've been, already, we've been way on a tangent about from, from net worth to getting in the room, but I, th- I think, I it's, think it's, it's, it's all kind it's, of intertwined. Because this is like re- relationships help with your net worth, right? That's how you build it, yeah. Yeah, your net your net worth is one letter away from your net worth. I believe you yeah, didn't do the math the whole way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah is yeah, it yeah. one or two? Yeah, somebody, yeah. One, one or two, one or two. I might have. Three, it's three. Okay, anyway, uh, y'all got, y'all get my point, but no, we, seriously, we can't like, count. we can't spell. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I get paid to do numbers, bro. I swear, I tell that to my students all the time. Um, but what we need to understand is that the reason why that's so important is because those five friends have five friends, right? Mm-hmm. And so now your degree of separation from really, really successful people is, is, is closer than it would be if you weren't in that room, right? Because if you go, if you have one friend that's successful, he has another friend that's successful, you're now tied to him because they all respect you. And at this age, um, we, we only hang around, especially our top five friends are people we respect and we will like put on the line for. So I know I've got some opportunities from hanging out with George and Jacqueline and, and everybody else who I hang around these groups. I get monetary opportunities just right. off their word in general. Like if he vouches for you, bro, you good, right? So how good is your close friend's word to get you the opportunities that you need is the question. That's a fact. It literally just happened like 20 minutes ago. So one of our former podcast guests or alumni, I should say, former makes it seem like we, we fell out or something. One of our yeah. alumni podcast guests, Asia, dropshipping queen, and also did a class for the club. She was trying to get connected with my guy, Gamal, who we also got to get on the podcast. Cause as you know, he exited an econ business mm-hmm. um, for, I think for eight figures. And so and now he teaches people how to do it. And she's all about drop shipping and econ. And so she saw, she was in the comments. She's like, I'm gonna like, subscribe and share a YouTube video. So maybe you can respond to my message. She said it jokingly, but mm-hmm. he's trying to like get on his radar. So I, I pulled a Carter 
And I was like, how can I make somebody's life better today? And I just sent a voice note between both of them. I said, hey, both of y'all are super dope. Gamal, it would be a mutually beneficial connection. I think y'all should tap in. And then immediately he responded. Because now it's like, oh, well, I rock with George. And so I have a relationship with him. He's not going to co-sign anybody that he doesn't you know, mm-hmm. rock. And so now, again, your network is your net worth. And so I didn't have to do that. But, I, but I'm connected to her. I think she's super dope. And that's how it happened. So it's so important to get in the room. And I know we went on a tangent here. This is the last time I'll say about getting in the room. But people always misconstrue why being in the room is important. They always think it's about the person on the stage when you don't realize it's about the other people who have the same audacity as you to invest that money. Because guess what? If they had that same audacity in themselves to invest that money, what does that mean about them and who they are, right? And who they know. So I know we went off on a tangent, guys, but it's all interrelated with your net worth in a very, very abstract way. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have a personal financial advisor that you could ask questions to to help you navigate, you know, spending decisions, help you, you know, figure out investments that make sense for you to help you achieve financial success. Well, you no longer have to wonder that because we created that inside the Melanin Millionaires Club with our flagship feature, Pocket Advisor. With Pocket Advisor, it's just like it sounds. You have an advisor right in your pocket where you can ask a real expert, real questions in real time to help you navigate your journey towards financial success. So if you want to learn more about that, click the link in the show notes, go to melaninmoney.com forward slash pocket advisor to learn how you can get an advisor in your pocket for less than $2 a day. You know, it said you should get a health checkup at least once a year. My question is, when's the last time you had a financial health checkup? My guess, it's probably been a while, and that's why we created the Wealth Health Score. Whether you're financially out of shape or financially elite, the Wealth Health Score is going to tell you exactly where you stand and what things you can do to get into the best financial health possible. So visit MyWealthHealthScore.com to get your score today. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like, no, it is. Go, go ahead, Jack. No, it is. I was going to say, like, what is your guys' favorite way to build your net worth? I mean, Having a good network really helps with that. But Carter, what's your favorite way to build your net worth so far? Mm, so That's a great question. It's a great question. I got to answer for you. So, um, you know, shout out to George and shout out to Trap. All my, uh, all my homies who love investing in the stock market, right? Um, but it's before I started investing in the S&P 500, shout out to my boy, Alex Ramosi, I like investing in, in the SME 500 because mm. when I start investing in myself, my net worth skyrocketed faster than I than it did when I was investing in the stock market or real estate. Like, you know, whatever, whatever you decide to do, my favorite investment to increase my net worth currently is by investing in myself through education because one piece of information can make me an extra quarter million dollars a year. I can now take the extra quarter million and invest it in other things like the stock market or real estate, crypto, whatever. But mm-hmm. I haven't seen a faster return on investment than investing in myself through information and education. So that has been the dramatic increase in my net worth and probably my current favorite investment. And I think I've I think I'm like three hundred and fifty thousand dollars in on personal development like the last two years, which is which is crazy. But it's but it's, it's it's been paying dividends. So you bought a house on personal development. A house I, bought, personal I, bought, development. I bought a house on personal development. That's crazy. Yeah. Nah, you know, and, and actually, think, what's funny. It's what's funny is like people automatically assume that I would say like the stock market first, but like yeah, I, I, I wanted anyone to disrespect. I'm like shout out yeah, to you know yeah. what I'm saying. People would assume that, but like the truth of the matter is, it's the same for me. 
which is why one of my favorite quotes is wealth is made through concentration is preserved through diversification. And so it's like, I'm my most concentrated asset is investing in myself in the, in the business that I'm able to businesses that I'm able to create from the information that I've gained. Right. That's if y'all listen to our episode on the wealth triangle, like that's what the wealth triangle is. It's like it, you make you money. That's the first part. Until you get that right, you're screwed, right? Exactly. Because because even if you get a hundred percent return on your investment in the stock market, a thousand dollar investment is just gonna turn into two thousand, and that ain't and that ain't that ain't gonna change your life, right? I'm gonna keep it keep it keep it a buck with you. So you you making you money is the first one. Then it's building a scalable business where people or systems make you money, and then your money making you money. So for me, it's actually third on the totem pole, right? Because my account value can move one, 2% and it'd be meaningful because I was able to put enough money there. I don't have to glorify 300% returns because I don't need it. I don't need it. Right. Because I invested in me first and was able to leverage that to invest in other areas. So I, I agree wholeheartedly. And there's no, I couldn't give it a second answer because it would be disingenuous um, because that's the truth. There's no other better investment myself. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's really where it is. Right. Especially when you come from a family that's not full of entrepreneurs, that's not full of successful business people. You mm-hmm. have to go, I'll say it cause it's what I went through. Like, I feel like you have to go 10 times harder because some of the things that I found out that I was learning in college, some of my counterparts who went to private school and grew up in money, they already knew that stuff. They're like, you didn't learn that stuff a long time ago. No, fam. I went to public school. <laughs> they right. didn't teach me that. OK. And uh, my family didn't teach me that. So I had to work harder to learn those things. So I will agree with you all in saying that that's the best way to do it. Um, I will say that a second for me was businesses like that was how I got my first six figures was investing in businesses. So I don't want you guys to overlook that, right? Like we were touching on it earlier. It's cool to rent. It's cool to own. It's cool to have a job, but ownership is where the equity is. So if you're trying to grow your net worth exponentially, you need to own something, right? So whether you have a W-2 and you do something on the side that you own, like you need to figure out where you're going to start owning things and you can own a business for basically no startup cost, right? It doesn't have to be crazy expensive to get started, but you need to start owning something. That's a whole yeah. fact. And go ahead, on Carter. No, I was just, I was just, I was just agreeing with her. Like, you know, my second investment is probably my, my business because it's investing in team members and ads and marketing and stuff like that. So those are probably my top two. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, you also have to compare apples to apples, right? So it's like, that's all I try to tell people. Like you would never want to compare your your stock market returns to your business, right? It just doesn't make sense. And you would never want to compare your stock market returns to, uh, uh, let's give another example, uh, a life insurance policy or something like that, right? So it's like, first thing you want to do is compare apples to apples, right? So it's like, okay, when I'm thinking about what makes the most sense to invest in, it's not necessarily like, I'm just going to arbitrarily choose this because it's better than that. It's also a matter of like comparing apples to apples to apples as well. Yeah, because mm-hmm. think about your business returns. You literally spent your time, effort, energy mm-hmm. for that return. The stock mm-hmm. market return, you Wait, plug no. and play, baby. Yeah. <laughs> plug and play yeah. right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. why it's so important to be able to transition this money from here over into this other bucket because that's money that you literally make while you sleep, while you work, right. while you, you know, hang out with your family, right? So it's important that you figure out like how to get one bucket to the other. But to your point, like, yeah, don't compare the two because it doesn't make sense. Right. They had they serve, they serve two different but very important purposes because if you don't eventually transition, you can make all the money in the world, but then you still haven't created assets that are going to produce the cash flow. So guess what? We got to still produce it is you. 
Not right. to mention, yeah. it's a different tax rate on different active tax income rate. versus passive income and long-term gains versus short-term gains. So it's all, you know, it's all coming together for us to understand the, right. the entire picture of money, of income, of net worth, which I mm-hmm. think that we gave, I think we gave a phenomenal holistic picture on this episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's always, it's always fun when it, when we get to, um, you know, uh, I mean, we love our guests, absolutely. But we get a chance just to chop it up and, and, and have candid conversations because, you know, normally we're on the other side of the mic asking questions to amplify our guests. And so we, we have made a commitment to make sure that we don't forget to just hop on here and provide you guys timely and relevant games. So what we'll end with guys is, is two simple one, things. one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. I want to encourage y'all as you're building your net worth, and this might sound crazy. I want to encourage you not to check your net worth consistently. Like, I mean, don't check your net worth every day, right? Because a lot of times your net worth isn't going to move as quickly as you want it to. And I don't want it to be demotivated, right? What you need to be checking every day is your bank account, right? Checking where you're making money and where you're spending money. Cause that's going to be huge because sometimes you may spend money, but it may be an investment and not an expense that's no longer on your net worth, Mm -hmm. right? So say I made an investment of $55,000 into a mastermind. That's not going to show up on my assets category, right? Yes. It is going to show up as a loss on my net worth. So then my my net worth is going to go down. But guess what? That's an investment that I made, right? That doesn't have that exact monetary return. So I want to encourage you guys, check your net worth maybe twice a year, but keep up with what's going on in your bank account, right? What money's coming in? What money's going out for motivation? You know what? That made me think of a great business idea for people who have masterminds. Somebody should create a technology out there that, that masterminds, can can leverage that basically the same way you can trust wait, your wait so we just giving out free business ideas yeah because people don't execute anyway and <laughs> it right um somebody should create the software that basically you can plug in how much money you spent and then it has a way to every time you've made trackable money from information that you learned from the mastermind that it plugs in and you can track the growth of that way. It's easy. It'll be so much easier for you to resell them the next year. Right. If, if they're actually winning. So that should be, that should be a part of like the program. Anyways, I think that'd be super cool. Cause if you can track your net worth, like when Jacqueline said that you can't see that yet, right. It made me think about the fact, well, what if you could see it? Mm-hmm. And that would be super cool. So somebody create that software. That'd be super dope. Facts. I'll pay for it. Um, but yeah, as we close, um, you know, we're a tactical podcast. So if you guys do not currently use a aggregation tool, we've shared this in the past on another episode, make sure that you plug into a tool that allows you to track your net worth, right? So whether it's personal capital, which is free, whether it's the OG mint.com, I believe you can track your net worth on there, right, Jacqueline? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mint.com or something of the sort. There's plenty of uh, aggregation tools out there nowadays that will allow you to track your net worth so that you can know where you stand, right? You want to know where you stand um, and know where you are. So We'll leave you with that. And also, guys, remember that your net worth is the gap between your income and your ego, right? Your net worth is the gap between your income and your ego, right? If you get distracted by the shiny balls, what everybody else is doing, and you start spending money that you don't need to spend on things that don't build you up because you want to flex and stunt, that's your that's your business, right? But just remember that when you start going out and spending money. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. It was a pleasure. And until next time, peace. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring Melanin Millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next
Wink.